1: And welcome to Alouettes Flight Deck, podcast dedicated to Montreal Alouettes football. I am your host, Tim Capper, along with Cliffy Day. Uh, not the r- way we wanted to do the, ne- the, the, ne- the next show, what was it?
2: Uh, not really, no. Like, I mean, we've been talking and it's like, okay, wow, it's been a little over a month since we last put a podcast out. I'm like, we we got to get our act together here. And uh, this is not the way we
1: wanted to do it, folks, let me tell you. No, no, it is not. Obviously... Uh, if you didn't know already, um, the it was decided today. Announcement came through. Uh, really started actually last night when because we're taping on Monday. It started on Sunday where uh, TSN's Dave Naylor was uh, uh, basically broke the news that uh, uh, the CFO was not going to be getting its funding from the from the federal government, and then the dominoes started to not necessarily fall because they probably were already falling anyways. But considering it was friday when this news came out uh mm-hmm. was originally announced uh quietly i guess but then obviously our you know dave as he was able to do was able to piece this piece stuff together and then uh tsn's matthew shinetti which we we're going to be speaking within a couple of minutes uh broke the news that um you know because today they were supposed to have a the, the governors were supposed to have a meeting at 10 o'clock uh eastern time then it was you know Matt was able to figure out through, able to get the information through a, a source that it was done. And that's where we are. And that's, that's where the whole thing has started. You know, TSN did a special thing today at 1230 our time. Um, Naylor must have known for a while, man, that, that it was done because he put together an amazing essay and with uh, video graphics and everything that, that was done by the great team over at TSN. Yeah. Um, it was it was really really done well. So he he must have known for a little bit longer than you know because that came out. TSN's announcement came out. Then the league finally put out something, and then the everybody from all the other teams you know that that started following. Also, that started to follow also with the letters to the fans and to the season ticket holders. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, just like I said, I sort of see as you talked about the domino effect where you start seeing like the news come out and. I know nowadays, 2020, people just love to scream fake news when anyone of any sort of credibility tries to report on something because it may just be something that they don't want to hear about or just want to believe. But once you get that uh, press release from the Canadian Football League itself stating that they are no longer going to pursue a 2020 season but rather focus on 2021, yeah, it's still, it it hits. It hits home and it's beyond disappointing. I mean, there is there's a lot of blame to go around. There's a lot of things that you can say as far as why the season will not be played, even under a a, sort of a shortened circumstances or what have you. It's, it's nonetheless disappointing. I, I think that's really what it comes down to is we're, we're just as, as supporters of our respective teams, as members of the media, what have you, it's just, it's just not a good day to be, Anywhere associated with Canadian Football League. Not that we're embarrassed about it; it's just the fact that you look at all these other major league sports that are able to play under various circumstances, and the fact that the CFL will not be joining them is definitely a kick in the teeth.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and a lot of a lot of news came out. You know, there was all this speculation from. Uh, from from reporters, uh, from different news news sources, from different uh, sports stations, but man, some, it seemed to be very, very positive. And I want to get into this before we get into the interview with Matthew Shinendi because it, it it actually it actually shows that it seemed that everybody was taking this thing very seriously. And I, I'm, I'm trying to find it here, so I apologize here. I don't have it up. I don't have it up here in front of me at the moment, but um. I know it, it started off – one of the things here, too, came from Dan Barnes. Um, he's a reporter of or, or in Edmonton, and he said uh, – you know, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrose on the cancel season and the need for federal money to make it happen. He actually stated on two occasions in June and again in the, the beginning of August, the government reached out to the league with new indications that they might step up and help uh, in a more meaningful way. That's it, that right there. That right there is very interesting because it was all I think if I'm not mistaken please correct me if I'm wrong Cliff that it was always reported that the league reached out to the federal government.
2: Well, that's true. The league reached out to the federal government and the federal government also replied in kind, wanting to, wanting very much to help the CFL, but under certain circumstances and some circumstances were met and some were not most notably would be the fact that the C, uh, the federal government wanted to take a look at the cfl's books and see what's doing what they can do to help fix things and then all of a sudden the cfl's board of governors were like no we're not letting you do we're not letting you take a look at that so that that's that's a very telling thing right there i mean that's like a lot of people want to blame All sorts of factors, especially blaming the current government that's sitting right now, which to me is beyond stupid. I mean, I don't care who the prime minister is, I don't care which political party you happen to be in charge, no nobody in their right mind is gonna give an interest-free loan to a for-profit league without looking at the books. I'm sorry, that's just it doesn't work that way. Like if you if, if you apply for a mortgage and the bank asks to see your your pay stubs. Uh, you, you want to do a credit check on you and all stuff. And you're like, nah, you're not taking a look at that. Tell you what, folks, you ain't getting that friggin' loan. I'll tell you that 100. And for the CFL to think otherwise, for the the Board of Governors and Randy Ambrosi to think that they could, you know, get this government assistance without playing by those rules. You're dreaming. You're dreaming when it comes to something like that.
1: And it didn't start off very well, as everybody remembers. You know, Randy Ambrose's uh, Skype call or, or Zoom call with the federal government, in, originally asking for $150 million. And then, it, as we saw, it went down, I think, down twice after that. Um It it didn't start off very well, but and I want to be a little bit of a a, uh, look at the other side of the coin here. I want curious to know what you think because you're saying you know it is true that usually there are there are caveats when it comes to asking for x amount of money. But then you have some of those who are saying on social media today, Cliff, that well, you have as an example, and I, I t- just using it as an example. You know, the the Quebec federal government gave two hundred million dollars U.S. to Bombardier to, to to help them to prop them up. Um, the government, the the federal government gave uh, whatever the amount of money that it was to the We charity. Um, <sighs> we don't hear. We may not know if there were any strings tied to that. But what will you say to those who bring up just those points about? those amounts of money being given to, you know, uh, obviously Bombardier is a for-profit, but what, what would you say to those who when I, when I bring that up?
2: Oh, I mean, listen, there's different circumstances. Every circumstance is different. I mean, uh, but by and large, the the Canadian government has been doing everything it can to try and take care of as many people as possible. And of course, like, you, you we've got a vested interest in the Canadian Football League, so of course we're going to be wondering, well, why why aren't you willing to help the Canadian Football League? But what it sounds like, though, is that they were trying the, – the federal government was at least willing to try and work with the league. But like I said, certain conditions have to be met. And I'm pretty sure there are certain conditions that had to be met with uh, Bombardier and this WE campaign. And uh, again, there's there's also a lot we don't know about those circumstances as well. So it, it's, it's speculative at best. But Yeah. I I, I, I I can only speak to what we know about as far as trying to deal with the Canadian government, the Canadian Football League. And right away, like just the, just right off the hop, like going to the government without a solid plan in mind and, that not was being a toge- h-
1: and not being together with the players.
2: That was a huge, huge misstep right there. And it just it, it felt like trying to regain that footing ever since. And it just it wasn't happening. And it's it's tough because uh, this is this is the end result is that there is not going to be. CFL football in 2020, and now it really what it comes down to is, all right, we've we've come to accept that there's not going to be any football this year. Fine, but now you you've really exposed something major here. You've exposed a wound that's been open, as far as I'm concerned, for a long, long time. The business model of the Canadian Football League, it's not broken, it's shattered, and I I almost want to say shattered beyond repair. Yeah, it can, But I, I, do believe it could be fixed. But my God, there, there is so much work that has to be done to fix things, and that's what this. That's what all nine CFL teams have to do. Like the, their owners, or board of governors, or whomever. All, basically, I'm, I'm going to say owners as a catch-all. What all nine owners of the Canadian Football League teams have to do is get their act together. Yeah, yeah. really, truly, get their act together. Some teams are very profitable. Some teams are not. Some teams are successful. On the field, some are not. There has to be a way to make sure that every CFL team is successful and I'll I'll say profitable and not just barely profitable. There has to be a way that these leagues are sustainable so that you don't have to go to the Canadian government for a handout. You don't see the NFL going to the American government asking for money. No, they, again, I'm... i, know, I realize you I'm,
1: really can't use the NFL as an example. <laughs> no,
2: no, but ima- imagine if that happened. Imagine if it, it came to that point where the NFL went with their hat in hand to the, the American government and asked for money. They'd be like, screw you. Look, look at the money you're making. But I think, again, it, it is apples and oranges, absolutely. But for, for people to insist that the Canadian government has a responsibility to help the Canadian Football League is ludicrous. It, it, to me, it, it's, it, it's a hope for and hope will you can never you you can't hang your hat on hope let's put it that way i mean at the end of the day you still have to fix what's broken and believe me when i say that the business model of the canadian football league is very much broken oh it is and it needs to be fixed it can be fixed it's going to take a lot of work but all nine cfl teams as far as i'm concerned the time is now You, you you lost the season I, I won't say you've lost all of your fans. You've, you're going to lose a lot of fans now, but anyone that was kind of on the fence is probably like, "Well, screw this." I, the, you know, NBA is playing, NFL is playing, NHL is playing. I'm going to focus my time and energy on that.
1: And they and they were done in the Hub City model, except for the NFL. Yeah. So um, but, from from the this, league this, this, from the league this, press, this, from the league press release. Uh our our league governors decided today that it is in the best long-term interest of the CFL to concentrate on the future. Uh Commissioner Ambrosi said, uh, "We are absolutely committed to 2021 to the future of our league and to the pursuit of our vision of a bigger, stronger, more global CFL." Um there I said there are some interesting tidbits that were said we, I, we weren't able to be a part obviously. He only had a 25-minute uh supposedly uh, press conference, uh, virtual press conference, uh, no re- no response, you know, uh, follow up questions to questions that were asked him, et cetera. But I, whatever, um, you know, our president genie uh, was on uh, TSN six ninety today. Uh, we had that was an interesting conversation. But and we want to at least talk about Cliff too. We want to talk about the the positives that the league and the players' association were able to come to an agreement with. Because um, I know uh, it's something that looks to be you're talking about things that need to be done. These things were done in such a short period of time. So, but before we get to that, at least let's get to our, our conversation. Uh, I know we have uh, Matt ready, and we're gonna we're gonna talk to him. And then once we finish our conversation with Matt, uh, we'll uh, uh, we'll talk more about uh, uh, what's happened today with us tonight uh, to talk about what happened with the uh, the CFL and the 2020 season uh you know him very well from and matthew shinetti hey matt thanks for joining us man
0: uh boys it's a tough day it's a, it's a tough day for everyone connected to the
1: cfl oh, yeah. without question for sure for sure I, and one thing we wanted to ask you because i know you you know your your colleague uh dave naylor was able to uh to break the the story there late last night um from what you have heard and possibly you've heard from other sources why did this only break? Uh, why did this only break on Sunday and not supposedly on Friday when the announcement was actually well when the decision was actually made?
0: I think what you had here um, when Dave found out about the uh, the money and that uh, it was probably more likely that there wasn't going to be a season. Uh, I think we, uh, I think everyone, all the stakeholders in the league needed to come to a realization. That's why today. Uh, the official announcement uh, came down today after the Board of Governors meeting this morning during a uh, around a, uh, a mid-morning call. Mm-hmm. Uh, word spread very quickly through the PA and the players. Uh, and now we're on the other side. Um, it, it feels like it took a long time to get here. You're right. Uh, I think when, uh, when the story of this, when we look back on this hopefully in brighter times in 2021, I think we'll look at that initial ask that the, that the CFO made to the federal government and probably say that, had strategies been different? Had the CFL and the players been the position they were laid on in the game? Uh, according to my colleague, Farhan uh, Longji, who, who tweeted out some interesting details about where where the league was in terms of guaranteed contracts for players going into a potential six-game season in a hub city in Winnipeg. And the fact that um, there, there was they were building a rapport, they had the health and safety protocols all lined up, and that the government was certainly taking a look look at everything. I think we'll look back on that initial ask of $150 million and really say, yeah, that probably wasn't the best start to what really was a desperate time, but here we are. Uh, and now it's time for them to look at the, the books, assess everything they have in front of them, and really say to themselves, what do we want the future of the CFL to look like? Because the fact is this. You have nine teams across the league. You have thousands upon thousands of people employed uh, whether uh, you know, directly through media or the teams personnel staff, support staff, uh, production staff with TSN and build productions, uh, then you have you know people who 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 live in and around the stadiums and in the cities during football seasons who make money in bars and establishments and hospitality. Uh, this despite people's thinking that this is simply um, some kind of uh, cottage backwater league, it has substantial, it will have substantial ripple effects in the economies, especially uh, in the Western provinces. So uh, I think Randy Ambrosi, hearing him today on SportsCenter realizes that. I spoke to Brian Renzi a short time ago. Mm -hmm. He appears to realize that. And we're at a point now where all parties really do understand that the CFL, in order to have a profitable future, has to look at the next six months as the most important six months in league history.
1: From from what Ambrosi said, uh, from what I've heard too, I mean – do you, I don't want to put it this way, but do you buy what he's saying? I mean, yes, we're that was CFL 2.5, CFL 3.0, whatever you want to call it coming up. We went through this whole international thing this past year in the CFL 2.0, but do you buy what the executives are saying in the front office versus maybe what you've heard from others? Because we've heard from what the Owls president has said. He's all, you know, uh, uh he's already said the Owls are coming back. There's no problem with that. Same thing with Hamilton and the other, uh, you know, the other franchises. But, Do you personally buy what is being said in the front office of the CFL?
0: I will tell you this. A lot of misinformation has been out there with respect to Randy Randy Ambrosi, with respect to some people on on the nine teams, and with respect to some of the player reactions. And that's okay because we're in a time where emotions run hot. But the facts do not always support some people's opinions. And what I will say is this. As much as it is easy to pick on Randy Ambrosi because he carries the flag and he is the figurehead. Right. There are members of all the nine teams who have to look at themselves in the mirror now, and they need to realize that this is a community league. This is not a league of one or two teams. This is not a league where one team can be so much supremely profitable over another, or that others who may not have been operating uh, properly can just hope that other teams will bail them out. Right. Every one of those nine people on the Board of Governors and the stakeholders within the CFLPA need to put their nonsense aside now because all of them will be out of work. All of them will will, will 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 be in a position where they will have affected, as I mentioned, thousands upon thousands of lives and jobs. Yeah. So the time for nonsense is over. Yeah. Okay, we've, we've canceled the season. It's now time for everyone. It's very easy. And Brian Ramsey told me this today. The time for kicking the league when it's down is done. We can all go ahead and we can we can, we can look at Randy Ambrosi and we can make jokes and we can, and as I've seen many of my colleagues from other networks making side comments about Randy Ambrosi, I get it. I work for TSN. Very easy for me to prop up the league. Uh, that's not the point. The point is, now that we're all done looking at the punchline, if we really want the CFL to succeed and we want the CFL to be a lasting league into the next 105, 6, 7 years as it already has, uh, in the le- in in its legacy, then we all need to realize that some people are going to have to make sacrifices. The way of doing business as it was before will not work. And for the league to be successful, the board of governors, the personnel staff on teams and the players are all going to have to work together because if they don't, the CFL will be nothing but a distant memory.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And I love the way, I love the way how you are, the outlook that you're having on this, Matt. Now, one question I want, one more question I want to ask you, and I'll let Cliff ask a couple questions here. Uh, you know, Obviously, everybody can say, you know, what went wrong with the whole thing over the past couple of months, you know, trying to get the, the hub city together and trying to get the players playing no matter how many games they were going to play. But I want to look at it this way, and I'm curious to know what your thought is. Uh, what was done right over the past couple of months?
0: If you look at what far along you in terms of the, um, what would have been the pace structure for a shortened season, it really is unprecedented. It really shows me that, irrespective of the fact it was late in the game, um, that the, the players and the Board of Governors came to a point where they were looking each other in the eye and said, we need each other, and we need each other right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what you also saw, too, is in the past, we have seen public bickering between Board of Governors and players. I have been a part of many a CBA negotiation. I have spent many, many hours sitting and waiting in hotel lobbies. For nonsense, and that was all gone. And I think if we can continue to have that kind of dialogue, and I'm not just speaking as someone who has a vested interest in the league, right? Uh, you know, my life. I mean, I'm a TSN employee, so I have other obligations within the company. Yes, it sucks that I can't be broadcasting football games, but I have other responsibilities that I have to attend to in my job. But the fact is this: the 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 summertime fall um, window of sports media with the CFL is crucial in a lot of ways. Uh, and I think Randy Ambrosie, Brian Ramsey and the executive of the CFLPA and members of the board of governors, I'm not entirely sure all of them yet though, um, have all gone ahead and said, okay, we were starting to push into the, the right direction. But the, but the fact is this, what went right for me is I was speaking to Brian Ramsey today. I'm listening to him and I'm thinking to myself, this is a guy who's not going out, doesn't have a vendetta against Randy Ambrosi. Right. He's not attacking Randy Ambrose. Not once did he say, you know, Randy didn't get his stuff together. Because at the end of the day, I think his, his, what I was feeling from him, although he didn't say this explicitly, was the Board of Governors, if Randy has a big dream as a former player, as someone who used to be a PA executive, then the Board of Governors may, need to let him be a commission. Uh, And and that was the implication that I was getting. So there's going to be a lot of people. I can tell you, I've been texting personnel people today. They're still really busy because they got to figure out contracts now and all of the ramifications. And uh, Brian Ramsey said, what's going to happen in the next couple of days, his next order of business is he really has to focus on how he's going to make sure that his players are taken care of, regardless of the fact that there is no season. Right. So, Work is not done. We just don't shut up shop here. Like I said, not to, not to repeat myself, the next six months are going to be crucial.
2: For
1: sure. Cliff.
2: All right, Matthew, what's going to be the big thing now, now going forward, now that we've come to accept that the fact that the season is canceled, what's now officially the next step as far as trying to repair things within, I guess, the board of governors and the players association as far as trying to get everybody on the same page?
0: The fact is you have to now renegotiate the collective bargaining agreement. The finances of the CFL are going to be different now. Sponsors are going to – some sponsors are going to leave and never come back. Some sponsors are going to want to adjust their contracts because, you know, uh, financially they've been hit as well. CFN, I imagine, although it's a, it's, it's, decisions way, made way above my pay grade, are now going to sit back and say, what does the future with the CFL look like for us as well? So I think once all that dust clears, the league – and the and the players are gonna to have to sit down, however long it takes, because they got the time now, and they can't pull the nonsense that they've had in previous CBA negotiations. Where, you know, it's um, the 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 uh, the deadline for the CBA would be coming due at about May fifteenth, when we should be having uh, training camps. We can't pull this and, and wait until next friggin' day for something to happen. This might be a time now to look at the CBA and look at things creatively. You know, one example might be I've heard a, a player, a prominent player, spoke to me today and said, maybe this is the time when we adjust the starting point for the, uh, the CFL. Maybe now we're looking at the CFL, maybe possibly starting in April and going all the way to September, October, because, you know, there has long been much talk that as much as we love a, a, a November Grey Cup, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of fans now, the modern fan, doesn't want to be sitting outside in Regina when it's minus 45. So, you know, is that a creative way that you're going to take a look at the CBA? But the financials are going to be key. And all of these stakeholders need to sit down, especially the profitable teams have to sit down and say, OK, now this is the great equalizer because the players have lost money. The owners have lost money. The sponsors now aren't going to give their money. It's everyone now has to sit down and say, we have to look at this CBA. And it has to be, I don't know if you use the term revenue sharing, equi- there needs to be equity all. On all sides, I don't know. I mean, that's 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 something that that the the major stakeholders will look at. But the CBA renegotiating it and negotiating it, maybe taking a page out of the NHL's book and doing something efficiently and not bugging around is going to be so critical.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping. That's I'm hoping too. You say we have all this open time, available time now. Let's get it done now, and let's not worry about a po- oh no possibility of a lockout or a strike. Let's not. It, it, there hasn't been one. We don't need to have one. We have all this extra time. Let's start this brand new CFL, whatever we're going to call it, uh, and let's let's get it done right. So I agree with you, Matt. Quite, quite, well, really, one hundred percent. So uh, yeah, t- I mean,
0: at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what I, what I can tell you is this: I'm an optimist, and I, I see today as, as as the start of a uh, a start of a, a new opportunity for the CFL. Uh, there's going to be a lot of hand-wringing. I really hope, uh, and again, being an optimist, I really hope Brian Ramsey, not just... and not, Actually, you know what? I I worry less about Brian Ramsey and Randy Ambrose because I know where their hearts are. I mean, I, I, I've heard these guys speak on and off the record. I know where their hearts are. I don't know about the other nine governors, and I really hope they all sit down tonight and they realize that there are a lot of people who are out of work, and not just the players. I can tell you that there are there are production staff who have not worked since March, and they and and, and and these are people that I spend hours with. They become my family during this time of the year. Mm-hmm. And because of some nonsense, uh, they might, they, they, they are uh, they are they're going to be out of work. So I really hope that those people who consider themselves stewards of this league get off their high horse and realize it's time now to make sacrifices. Time now to understand that if we want this legacy of this league to continue, that some hard decisions are going to be made for the benefit of everyone, not just a few.
2: Well said. Uh, well, Matthew, uh, like I said, this is definitely not the way we wanted to have you back on the flight deck, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it is what it is. It's
0: a tough, uh, day. It's a tough day for every- It's a tough day for everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess uh, just to, to finish things off, uh, I guess the one thing—what uh, was the one thing that you were looking forward to most this CFL season that unfortunately is not going to be this year uh, in the, in 2020?
0: It's it's quite simple. I tweeted this out already, and I put it on Instagram. I put it, I put it everywhere on Facebook. And um, you know, thinking about it, it 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 makes me feel emotional. Uh, The the CFL fans uh, mean a lot to me, uh, professionally and personally. I am very, very lucky to to be a part of the CFL community. uh, To have those fans embrace me the way they have, and it hurts me because I know how many of them look forward to, like yourselves, look forward to those Thursday nights those Friday nights, those Saturday afternoons um, who look forward to the um, the great cup who 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 cannot wait for, for the for the great Cup week uh, it hurts me because those people um, there are they're, they're different people don't appreciate it. it's a different kind of breed of fan who, who watches the CFL uh, you take all the trimmings and trappings of you know sometimes the oversized and ostentatious uh, display of the NFL and what you have in front of you is a league of people from coast to coast to coast, and I truly mean this, millions of people mm-hmm. who who love this league, uh, and because they have been they have waited and been frustrated and been dragged through this, and now they won't get to experience a great tough week for the first time in 101 years, that's upsetting. And if, there's no other way to put it. That's upsetting. We are a league that's been around longer than the – in a number of iterations, yes, but we've been l- around longer than the NFL, longer than the Super Bowl, And for anyone who thinks that the CFL is a joke league, and I will say it over and over again on a number of different platforms, be unequivocal about this. You don't know football if you think the CFL is a joke. You have no idea of the history of the NFL and how tied it is to the CFL. I'm not saying that the NFL needs the CFL to exist, but what I'm saying is everything about professional football, if you're not playing in the CFL, you're not playing in the NFL, you're not playing in the legitimate league. There are only two leagues in the world that are considered the best leagues in the world, and one of them might have the, the pomp and circumstance and the circus, But the other one being our league has the history, uh, it has the stories. It has the, 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 the emotional fiber that, that really weaves together a nation And because those people won't be able to watch their football teams this year, their league. Uh, it really does break my heart.
1: Well, Matt, we, we love having you in the CFL family, man. We really do. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your, your reporting. Um, and obviously, uh, uh, we hope whatever you, you're going to end up doing for the rest of this off season because that's what we're in now, we 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 hope you enjoy it. We want you to stay safe, and uh, obviously we'll speak to you very soon.
0: Take care, guys. I hope you and your family stay safe.
1: You know, for reporters are able to, as we know, reporters can break things, but Matt was, he was really talking, I think, towards the end of the conversation, in the interview, he was talking more like a fan. And that's you know to us, as he said, what he put on social media, how he put it to he he went ahead and, and told said it anyways again, but what he's going to be missing and and a lot all of his points they're they're dead on they really were dead
2: on Oh, without question, and you can tell that Matt really cares about this league, he really cares about the fans he he's he's invested in this, and this is what what I talked about earlier about it's not just the fans that are losing out on not having football this year it affects so many people in so many different ways. Uh, Even media, even though it's their jobs, quote unquote, to cover the CFL, you can tell it's something that a lot of them absolutely enjoy doing and you see Matt on the sidelines every every week. He's he's loving every oh, yeah. every every part of this. So, I mean, to, to have to go through this. I mean, it's it's tough for the fans. It's tough for the team. It's tough for everybody. Like literally, when I say everybody, I'm talking literally everyone. Yeah, exactly. is, uh, Has been affected by this.
1: Yeah, and by the way, for those who don't know, it was mentioned quite a few times. Brian Ramsey. If you're not really in the know, and you're only only following the Alawitz itself. Brian Ramsey is actually the executive director at the Canadian uh, Football. League Players Association. So he's, you know, he's one, obviously one of the big guys when it comes to determining how, I guess, how things progressed during this short period of time, um, trying to get the players on board, the the new COVID CBA, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that just, just for those who, who weren't sure who Brian Ramsey was. So um, I, as I mentioned before, a couple of things were, were brought up. And I at least have to talk about it because it was brought. I think Farhan and Lousy mentioned it specifically on some of these things that they were able to come. It finally came out on what they were able to agree to, and these are very interesting. I'm curious to know what, what your thoughts are on on this cliff. Um, you know, according to, to Farhan, this is how he said it: the guaranteed language was unprecedented and could set the table for future negotiations. If the spirit of, of cooperation demonstrated by both sides in the final week continues into off-season discussions, the CFL could find itself in a better place in 2021 and beyond. And just real quickly, that's what Matthew Shinetti was talking about, about being able to get together, do it right. You know, don't, don't just— talk out of your ass right now and say, oh, we got to get together, do this things right, da-da-da-da, and then wait three months, you lose everything, all momentum. And that's one thing that, that cannot be done this time around. As I mentioned in the interview, you can't wait until, until the very end and use it as a, as a tactic or a ploy just to get something. You have good faith right now. And that, that's what needs to continue. So this, this is what they, what they came to uh, what seemed to be an agreement on. So full existing medical coverage, housing and performance bonuses, opt-out provisions for those veterans who, choose, who chose no, not to play, which included money and full medical coverage. CEWS payments, so that's the, one of the uh, uh, government uh, programs that was put into place during COVID. Uh, so CEWS payments for, for players after the season to make up for lost money. In July and August. Um, what am I missing here? Also, let's see here. Is that is that everything there? I think that was that was everything. Mm-hmm. I think that was everything that was that was mentioned.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of a lot of work was put into this. There, there's there was definitely. Uh, you really get the sense with with that that. All, again, these guys were ready to go. These guys were ready to commit to it. And maybe not not every single person would have gone for this not every single player would have gone for it and I'm sure that lot of, Well, as, as far as I'm concerned it's clear that a lot of the uh, the ownership groups probably weren't 100% on board with this as well but I mean sometimes you gotta this is what you gotta do to make something happen and if nothing else these, as you said these could be potential building blocks for the future uh, once again the, the, the CFL business model is broken and maybe these are some of the steps that need to be taken in order to help start repairing that yeah
1: it, yeah, and looking at it, I, as a fan of other leagues that don't exist anymore, I've seen the garbage that has happened between and and the, and the negotiation tactics. It makes me wonder with what, what what came what was able to be agreed upon. The language that was able to be agreed upon makes me wonder, Cliff, if we are going to see a change. Yes, there will also there will always be. The left versus the right type of thing, you know, the players versus the, the versus the owners. Maybe could we actually possibly see a change in how things are done going forward when it comes to these negotiations? Mean, you know, when we talk about CBA negotiations in in the future, maybe we won't cringe as much as we normally do.
2: Maybe not. Maybe now, I think the the players' association and the the board of governors, maybe they. Have no choice but to realize just how integral one is to the other, mm. and how you you can't work one without the other too. Maybe and maybe, again, maybe I'm just you know spitballing here. No, but, you're being, I think uh, you're
1: being very optimistic, just like like
2: like Matthew was. Well, and what choice do I have? I mean, like we want football, we want CFL football, and it can't just be a matter of put it out there just because we love it, and we miss it. Like there's clearly things that have to be done. There there are changes that have to be made. And I think a lot of concessions are going to have to be made not just by players, but also by ownership groups as well. I, I, it's, it's, it's
1: clear me, now that – It's give me more than that too, though. I agree with you. More than ownership groups because money will have to be reallocated. I guess that's how I'm thinking of it. But anyways, I, I interrupted you. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. Well, it, what it comes down to really is what was working in the past isn't working anymore. Things have to change. Things have to evolve. And I think you're going to see a lot more working with the Players Association. These guys have to work with the Players Association and make them feel like they're owners, too, in a way. Like, make them—they are the product. Let's face it. Nobody goes to CFL Games to see the general manager or the president. They're there to see the players. By that same token, without the ownership groups, the players have no job. They have no money so it behooves everybody to work together as far as i'm concerned and it's just now a matter of finding a way to make all that work together and i think now with this lost season i think both the players and the owners have to realize okay things things have to change good or bad they have to change and this is now an opportunity like nothing else before and i sincerely hope like you said this is the time to do it you've now got an extended off season yeah that's the best way. That's if you want to be positive. That's how you got to look at. It, is we're now in an off season. It's now time to go to work. You've got a long time before training camp 2021 starts. You, there's a lot of work ahead of you, and you cannot. You can absolutely cannot wait to the last minute to decide. No. Okay. Now, now this is how we're going to do things, and this no. is how it's going to work.
1: And you, because there is still that the possibility of uh, the coronavirus being an integral part, unfortunately going forth for 2021. So look at the, you know, luckily we have been able to do, what we've been able to do here in Canada. We've been very lucky. And I think our, our, you know, our government, our governments have been doing exactly what seems to be necessary. We may not agree with everything, but then right now look at the numbers, but they also need to look for the possibility of what may happen in the fall and in the winter and leading into 2021. Also put in a con- possibly look at a contingency plan like they were doing here a contingency plan where maybe an X amount of people could be in the stands where money can be made. Because I think what people need to remember too, Cliff, is sure, no football. Players are not going to play. We're going to see how they're going to get paid. We've got to deal with this new CBA. But people also need to remember too that and you and I both know people within the Alouettes organization who are very possibly going to lose their job again. You know, there were there were people that were there were some uh, employees that were furloughed, but they were back even even in a short for a short period of time or a couple days a week. They may be laid off again. Yep. What's going to happen there? So no. it's not just the players. And yeah, sure. OK, yeah, I'm sure most fans, uh, at least as far as I the one that I've been talking to, they've pushed forth their money to, to 2021. Yep. I don't think I've talked to a single one that has pulled their money away.
2: No, and nor would they want to. It's just a matter of, okay, just please tell me what's going on. Please let me know what I need to do in order to still be a part of this. Like nobody wants to jump ship. At least like your diehard fan does not want to quit on the CFL or their respective teams. Right. But you gotta you gotta work with this. You you gotta find a way to make it sustainable. And as I said, there there's there's a lot of work to be done to repair this and Simply put, the, the I, I think now the, this if twenty twenty, and this COVID nineteen has taught us nothing else, is that things will change, yeah. whether you like it or not. Things will change. Look, we, look at what we're now looking at as the new normal of things that we have to do now. Like every time you go to the grocery store, now you got to wash your hands or use hand sanitizer before you go in. In certain areas, I'd say almost all of Canada now, you you pretty much have to wear a mask every time you go inside a public indoor space i mean these these you may not like doing these things but guess what this is what you have to do this is now the new normal there has to be a new normal within the canadian football league and you may not like it the, the owners may not like it the players may not like it the fans may not like it anyone who's associated with the league may not like it but you know what things have to change i and have, it's got to it's gonna have to be for the better it, there's oh, it no two to. ways about no, no simple no two ways about it things have to be better it's a big, and, and that's that's going to be a very tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. But the fact of the matter is things have to change. What was working before didn't work. What was working before COVID-19 didn't work for us as a, as a people. And now we've had to change. And we've done, a, a, I think, a fairly good job for the most part. Like I said, there's still some people that are are resistant or, or just uh, wanting to believe that the changes are working. But I think they are. I think for the most part they are. And I think it's the CFL can adopt that same attitude when it comes to rebuilding themselves as a league and making themselves stronger as a result, I think they can do it. But they have to be willing to put the work in. The players are going to have to be able to work, have to be able to work within the league structure itself. Uh, fans are going to have to be patient. I mean, they've been patient so far and they may not like it, but they've, uh, you, you look at it today, I don't think anyone's so much angry as they are upset and sad that they can't get to watch their football this yeah, year. I agree. But they're, but they're ready to come back. They're ready to go. It's just a matter of, Okay, what do we need to do to get CFL back for 2021? Uh, that's that's the attitude I've been seeing online this pretty much throughout the day today, and I think the league has to really take advantage of that. They have to realize what they have here. They have this great opportunity to rebuild themselves as something stronger and something better.
1: Yeah,
2: and this is you have to take that opportunity. You don't get a second chance to make a first impression, but in this case, you do. Like now, you have a chance to rebuild yourself and say, "Listen, we're the Canadian Football League." We've been around for a hundred plus years. We've had our trials and tribulations, but we're we're back, and we're going to be back stronger than ever. And that that's the goal right now, and that's what they have got to be working on right now. Like literally, right now, today, they have to start working on that. Yeah. End of I, story.
1: I saw this one thing online. I don't know if it was true or not because I don't know the. Full, I'll, I'll have all the numbers in front of me. But there, I think they're saying that the players' salaries alone were, were only thirty percent of the of the total expenditures in, in the CFL. If that actually is the case, then there really does have to be some changes made. You know, some of these executives are not going to be able to make be able to making as much as they are. You know, not only in the front office portions, but also in the CFL head office. There has there has to be some changes. I've seen some some interesting ideas of revenue sharing. Possibly that'll be that that would be for the CFL. That would be unprecedented. But
2: that's it because again, you can't. You take a look at the XFL. Look what happened. Like Dwayne The Rock Johnson just bought the XFL. Wow.
1: Yeah, see, that's, that's another. See, you know what? I, it really makes me wonder, Cliff, that is going to be a huge X factor. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended there. But it's going to be a huge factor, I think, and in, in hopefully in how they are thinking. You know, maybe, do do you take the same? Do you look at how their pay structure is? Because I, I've, I heard that—I think I heard it on the radio today. I think it was on—I uh, think it was on TSN 690 today. Do they follow that same structure? You know, quarterbacks X amount, and then, the, the, then players this. Do you follow that? Will the—you know, with its new CBA, will it not be? Will it be less than the current amount that it currently is? Or will players get more? Will players get a cut if their names are used in the back of jerseys? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So— Yeah, the XFL I think will be a huge factor. You know, I don't want to say I don't want to you know to to everybody to freak out, but I really think it could be for a positive because you know you need to keep your players. Mm -hmm. You know, there was the the step; it it was a step in the right direction where the where the minimum rookie salary went up for this past for the CBA. That that was a huge that was a huge positive. But again, if salaries are only thirty percent, (laughs) what? Where, what's, what's the other 70? Let, you know, I mean, I'm sure all of you are saying who was listening to this, it will Tim, it's this, this, and this, as you said, as everybody is saying, it had, there has to be some change.
2: Without question. I think that, and there has to be more transparency. The fact that simple, the fact of the matter that, that the Canadian government was willing to help out the CFL and the CFL, and I'm sorry, if, if, if I'm wrong in saying this and someone please correct me, but it just sounded like the CFL would rather cut off their nose to spite their face as far as not, not letting the federal government take a look at the books and let the government try to work with them to try and help make things a little more sustainable make things a little bit better so like to me that that sort of sows some seeds of distrust when it comes to like you said that that 70 percent. where's that coming from they always say follow the money but i mean you can only go so far with that that as far as i'm concerned well I mean, the other
1: thing the other things came out too you know the other team all teams had to pay out it was it nine hundred thousand dollars each to help the alouettes last year et cetera, et cetera? i mean it's you can't have situations like that anymore either
2: no and you know thankfully yes the Alawites do have strong ownership again but i think it's it's paramount now that all nine teams you have to ensure that they're strong and this is something that too that people have bitched about is the fact that Yes, Randy ambrosi has got this CFL 2.0 initiative where he's going gallivanting around the world trying to uh, focus on all these other football leagues and not taking taking care of things at home. And in a sense, I can understand that sentiment because the three biggest markets, I mean, population-wise, Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver, their CFL teams are not making money hand over fist. No. If anything, they're, they're lost leaders. And that simply cannot be, I mean... You can't operate this league properly without Montreal, Toronto and, and Vancouver, B.C., what do you want to call it? I mean, it's like you, you can't rely on Saskatchewan and Winnipeg making all the money. It just it, something is terribly wrong when that's the case. When those like the, the smaller markets are outshining the bigger markets, something's terribly wrong. Everybody's got to be on the same page. Everybody should be at the same level as far as profitability and irrelevant really i mean that's right. that's really what it comes down to
1: and then you had the the rumor that was put out by i don't know and i can't he even he's not calling it a rumor uh you know rob peterson's talking about the possibility of mlsc getting involved somehow that that could be very interesting too so th- this will be a very interesting um however many months because you know maybe the change maybe the change has to be made for when you know as it was brought up by matt when the league starts, um, I don't know, less games, that could be an option, you know, get away, get, you know, it's been 18, I don't remember for how many years, but maybe go back, go back to the 16. I don't know. Hmm. But as I stated at the beginning, this is momentum. You had the, you had the option. Just don't go home and sit on your butts. I understand the PA, the, the, you know, the PA is trying to get everything, you know, figured out with their, with, with the players and possibly that they're going to get some money, which is good. That's amazing. But you got to continue with the with the positivity that you had with the with the COVID CBA negotiations. We got to come, come back bigger and better, stronger.
2: Simple, simple as that. I mean, how many times have we seen a player get injured, like it was, it was something drastic, like an ACL tear or or some sort of major surgery? And that's the one thing to talk about is this is a, a minor setback for a major comeback. That's the the rallying cry. Trust the process and everything like that. And that's kind of how you got to look at it now. Is the CFL suffered a major injury. They're going to have to rehab. They're going to have to work their butts off to get back to playing shape
1: Mm-mm.
2: with the hopes that they will come back faster, stronger, better. Like any like any good athlete, that's what you should want. And simply put, that's, what, that's the mindset the CFL has to have right now. And literally everybody has to be on board. Everybody has to be a part of this rehab process for the league. There's no two ways about it. It's just a matter now of...
1: You know what has to be done. You know things have to
2: change. It's time to make it happen. That's and,
1: and you know what? Before this pod gets released, that should go out on social media. The way you've explained it is actually a very good analogy. It's a very good analogy on what well, the leagues on uh, what the league's up against. Uh-huh. It's a very good analogy. Hey,
2: yeah,
1: I'm more than just pretty face. <laughs> yeah. So you better put it up because if you don't, I will. So <laughs> right. challenge accepted. There you go. Um. <laughs> Obviously we are thinking of not only the players, the coaches, the fans, um the employees. Um we we want things to get back to the way they are. Obviously COVID through 2020 for a loop, but it, it, it good things can come out of bad things. And that that's you know. That that's what we're hoping for.
2: That's it. It's like I said, we, we've been thrown so many loops and you know, so many wrenches have been thrown in our plans over and over again this year. It's like nothing we've ever seen before. And I, I mean, there, like I said, there's no quick fix for this. There really isn't. This didn't happen overnight and it's not going to get fixed overnight. It's no. it is definitely a lot of hard work on the horizon. But I, I really want to believe that if everybody pitches in, like everybody that's involved in this sport pitches in, does their part. I really think that this, this league could come back stronger than ever and and prove everybody wrong. All the doubters, all the haters that are having a field day right now because this so-called amateur league or Bush league is, you know, shelved for the year and possibly forever. No, no, that, that's not well, happening.
1: I think Matt put it right. Nobody really, really knows how integral the CFL is to the NFL.
2: Mm-hmm. Without question. it's. Like this and it's not about being a feeder league or anything like that. I, th- I think it's just working hand in hand yeah. with the NFL and just giving players an opportunity to shine on a big stage. Yeah, and I don't care what you say. the, the CFL is definitely a big stage to shine on for sure. this is the op- this is the opportunity that so many have been looking for, and that's what it com- another thing that it comes down to is opportunities that guys wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's what the CFL provides. Yeah. and if they're not playing, people aren't watching. people aren't paying attention other teams aren't noticing it's there's so many things that could just like I said they they go hand in hand yeah and all the more reason why it behooves all nine CFL teams all of its players everybody that's associated with the CFL to work together and build this league back to respectability make this 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 unfortunate incident you got to turn the negative into the positive. Yeah.
1: And we can't go two weeks without some news of something. I think it's been said many times a day already. Yes, the season's done, but you still need to keep the CFL in the news. You have yeah. to keep the CFL in the news. Yeah,
2: this, this cone of silence that permeates not just the Alouettes at times, but I'd say that even the league for the most part. You see it a lot, and you can't have that. You you, As I said, you have to be transparent. You have to let your people, your investors, everybody that – believes in this league you have to let them know what's going on and just be honest say listen things are not where you want them to be but we're working towards it yeah and that's really what it comes down to and you know what i i I see it i've been seeing it for weeks days months now is that people want
1: to buy buy in people want to
2: believe people want their cfl and
1: and more people in montreal by the way was believing in the alouettes and the cfl again because on the interview earlier on TSN 690, our president was saying that season tickets were up going into 2020. You know, and building on and- what happened in 2019, so we'll just have to build on it again for 2021.
2: That's it. So, it, like I said, this is part of the work that has to be done: is reminding people, hey, you know, like tw- yeah, 2020 didn't happen, but hey, in 2019. This Alois team was fun. It was exciting to watch, and we're doing everything we can to bring that football team back for you in 2021. Yeah, and that's that's what you got to do. Keep people engaged. Keep people thinking about it. Keep giving, keep giving them giving them stuff to think about and talk about. Yeah. And the, I think that's kind of on us too a little bit, Tim, is to keep people informed well, and entertained. Know.
1: Yeah, we had so many plans for this year,
2: <laughs> and you don't know
1: what? No, people don't know about. And you it's, know what?
2: Like, we're just going to have to shift our focus a little bit, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. As honestly, I think that some of the plans that we have, we can still pull off. And believe me, I'm going to do everything I can in my power to make sure that we we still try to achieve as much of that as possible. I, yeah. I mean, it's an off season, but as far as I'm concerned, it can't be a total off season. No, like, we, I completely can really
1: agree with you. We've gone into our off season. We it, there's nothing we can do, but we still have some plans. And by the way, one thing I have to do. If you didn't see me on social media, me me all decked out in my new. Uh, my new uh, Varsity jacket. Dude, The think it's nice. I don't mean to, to shill here, but I, I think what anything, it's hashtag support local businesses. Anything right now, head over to the boutique. Support Cam and his staff. They do have some specials that are going on right now that that were put forth by them, not by us, that that, that were already in place. Support local businesses. They do have some new stuff, and I'm understanding they do have some new stuff that will be coming out soon, too. Mm-hmm. It won't be as much as it, that it should have been. But support local businesses. You're, if you support Cam and the boutique, you're supporting the team.
2: One hundred percent, and that's the thing. No, we can't go to any games this year. Fine, we accept that. But there are still ways to support the team. There's still ways to show how much you care about your, your your football team, and this this definitely is one of the ways to do it. Is just place that order. You know, buy yep. the merch. And-, and
1: and by the way, speaking of placing orders, yes, I understand, Cliff, that you 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 just got the the Delta. We both got the Delta jacket last mm-hmm. year you need this other jacket <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet dude
2: uh, I, I gotta tell you you were rocking it man i like, got uh, that is a that's a pretty fly jacket i'm it, not gonna lie it,
1: and it has some heft it has some heft it's like a li- it's literally like one of those varsity jackets that you get in high school
2: there you go i mean like that's that's just a a, a classic timeless style and yeah. You put the Alouettes logo on it, boom! It's, I mean, it, like,
1: it works. So, it, as as Cliff was saying, this isn't goodbye. This is we'll see you later. Obviously, because we do have some more plans. Some some, some plan. we were talk about it earlier this week. A couple of things that Cliff had suggested, and I said, yeah, let's go for it. Hmm. Um, but they are in the works. At least we finally now know what's happened with the 2020 season. Yes, there won't be any more. There won't be Alouettes this year. There won't be a great Cup this year. People remember remember too. There were a lot. There were dire straits back in the late '90s. Most people need to remember the CFL did borrow some money and some some uh, and some help from the NFL. And and in my opinion, I think that the late '90s, the early into mid, early to mid to late '90s, were one of the tougher times of the CFL. Yeah. So.
2: And and also, too, don't forget, for most of those '90s, the Elowets weren't even around.
1: Exactly. So it took what people would determine a failed us expansion to get us the alouettes back we will the cfl will return to its glory we just have to be patient and we hope hope that the positive steps that have been taken so far between the league and the pu will continue that's our hope fingers crossed because if they don't get it right we may we we may never know what could have been yeah in the future so
2: yeah i think today It's again, it sounds very cliche to say, but I think this really is the first day of the rest of our lives. As far as the CFL goes, what happens now, like everything they do now has to go towards rebuilding, rebuilding this league and making it stronger than ever. And I think, again, it's it's definitely it's definitely a feasible project. It's not impossible. I mean, when it comes to this, I mean, yes, as I said, there's a lot of work to be done. But this is not impossible. This is not oh, we're screwed if we don't if we didn't get that money from the government. Oh, we're screwed if all nine teams aren't uh, you know owned by billionaires and can afford to shoulder all these losses. It has nothing to do with that. It's just a matter of changing the mindset that's been going on for any number of years now within the Canadian Football League because that old mindset clearly didn't work and it's pretty much led us to this point right here. Now the time has come for change. Like as far as I'm concerned, everything's broken. Fine, it's broken. Now it's time to rebuild. Exactly. Simple as that. Um,
1: buf, uh before we go, just remind everybody: catch up on all the previous episodes. Hey, you got time on your hands now? If you missed any of the episodes, you have to go back and listen to them. uh, uh Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and Spotify. With everything that has happened today, we at least we have to at least give a quick shout out to former Alowitz running back William Stanbeck from what he has had to go through recently with the passing of not only his mom, but his father. Uh, uh, As as Cliff would say, friend of the pod. Uh, We're thinking about you, buddy. Um, And uh, we're sending positive thoughts to you.
2: Without question. I mean, William was just an absolute gem for us here in Montreal. Uh, We obviously wish him all the best with the Las Vegas Raiders. And I mean, like i said to, to go through what he's gone through and like because this this year hasn't been bad enough to have to go through all that is just i, I can't begin to imagine everything that's been going through his mind and just know william that uh, yeah you're definitely in our thoughts and we're definitely pulling for you 1000 um
1: stay tuned to social media for any updates and, and any future shows uh Um, or give us some ideas of what you want us to do for any future episodes. We'll be more than happy to listen to you. So, uh, again, as we said, it's not goodbye. We promise we'll see you later. So everybody here at the Flight Deck for Cliffy Day, I'm Tim Capper. We're on final approach.